Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Oh, man, what a night last night. So we went to this book signing in Jensen Beach, which, by the way, is my hood, man. That's where I live. I don't live far from there at all. And we figured, ah, no one's going to show up to this book signing, man. Everybody's seen me at the Publix or whatever, the First Watch. Cloretta's. Everybody here knows me. It's not even that big of a town. So Paul and I are like, yeah, be an easy night. Be an easy night. We're going to get there at five. I'm like, I'll be home by seven o'clock. There were like 500 people, which is not a, basically an awesome thing. I couldn't believe it. I'm going to get to that. I got a big update. I got probably the dumbest thing ever said uh, on a podcast ever by a liberal comedian clown. Uh, it's not bad enough yet. Uh, the Nipah virus and a thousand more things all in one show. I hope today's show brought to you by Blackout Coffee. Folks, stop giving your money woke companies. Don't give a damn about you. Go with a coffee option that makes great coffee and loves the country. And there's only one. Blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. Yesterday was an amazing day. I'm going to get to that. I got this Nipah update as well. And also a big, big warning on inflation coming ahead. Big warning. And the numbers, they tell the whole story. You don't have to guess. All right, today's show by the Express, VPN. I spent a lot of time on my phone. The scary part is your phone carrier collects data on whatever you're doing. Some carriers even admitted to it. All they want to do is sell your activity to advertisers. The more they can get on you, the larger their paycheck becomes, which is why I use ExpressVPN. I don't go online without it. ExpressVPN is an app. Prevents your phone carrier from being able to see the sites you visit and sell it off to third parties. All it takes is one tap of a button. All your network data then gets encrypted and rerouted through ExpressVPN's secure service for ultimate privacy. ExpressVPN protects all your network data so you can stay private even when using your favorite apps. ExpressVPN works on all your devices. I got my whole family using ExpressVPN too. When your phone carrier tracks you, it's a gross invasion of privacy. You can either keep letting them cash in on you or protect your privacy and go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino and get the same VPN I use. Take back your online privacy today. Use my link to get three extra months free. It's expressvpn.com slash Bongino, expressvpn.com slash Bongino. All right, producer Joe, let's go. All right, here we go, brother. Yes, sir, we do. So, Joe, I just want to let you know, you didn't know I was going to do this. I was at this book signing last night and yeah. someone gave us our first Muttley pin. Muttley pin. We now have a pin to go along with original Muttley, backup Muttley, a pin. Uh, th thank you to everyone who showed up. Key, you got that video? This is just bananas. We walked in. Like I said, it's my home neighborhood. I'm like, yeah, it'll be a couple hundred people there. We signed for about four hours, which is absolutely awesome. Believe me, I'm flattered. I, I just couldn't believe there were that many people in my own neighborhood. And the reason is they weren't from my neighborhood. They were coming from everywhere. Guy drove up from Lakeland. People were coming in from PSL, Port St. Lucie. People were coming up from Broward County. Oh, it was just, this is the, where was it? Key West. Oh, my gosh. Some guy rode his motorcycle from Key West. And I want to say one thing on the way out of the store, because this matters to me a lot. And this is after being there like four hours. And a couple people, you know, the listeners are the best. They felt bad for me. I'm like, don't feel bad for me. You're buying my book. You waited like I feel bad for you. But you guys are just so, like, really wonderful, nice people. Everybody kept coming up at the end of the night. Oh, Dan, is your hand okay? I'm, folks, I got an, you all work for a living. There were plumbers there, HVAC people. People actually do manual labor asking me if I was okay. Like, you guys worked all day and sat on the line for four, stood on the line. I'll be A-okay. No, don't cry for me, Argentina. Like, you all are the best. 
And I know I love them, Joe. And the fact that yeah, they all they could think about was me, I'm fine. All I'm doing is signing a book. The only thing I felt bad about is there were so many people I wanted to spend more time with everyone. And I told everyone I could that. And my voice started to go at the end of the night. So that was kind of, and but just one thing on the way out, this is, I didn't tell you guys this story, but Paula knows. I was walking out and it was a guy there, I don't know, his fifties or sixties, but uh, I really had to go for a number. I had to get my daughter. She'd been at this place way, way, a friend's house past like bedtimes and stuff. So it was not, you know, there's stuff I had to do too. But this guy caught my attention and I said to him, sir, I'm sorry. Like, I really, really got to get out of here. And he said to me, he said, listen, I just spent 18 years in prison. So he knows who he is. And I had to stop. And Paula said, hey, you know, we got to go. And I looked at her and I said, and she knew right away. She knows like this is important. And I spent a few minutes with the guy. And I just want you to know out there to those, those people out there in prison who've done bad stuff, you know, Jesus saves, man. And the guy to the right of him on the cross who repented at the last minute was saved. Don't let, I said to him, I looked him in the face. So I'm not going to mention his name. You know, it was a personal interaction. But I looked at him and I said, don't let that moment define you. Whatever happened, it happened. Repent. Genuinely repent. Not just words. But I want you to understand. Don't let that moment define you. We're all sinners, man. We've all done bad stuff. Some badder stuff than others. Spend the rest of your life trying to make it right. It's never going to go away. And the damage you cause is never going to go away. But you can try to do your best to make it right. So to that gentleman, I'm, I'm sorry, I wanted to spend actually more time, but it took a few minutes because I've always had a soft spot in my heart for people who've been in the pen. You know, it's, um, I get it, man. I feel you. You're all welcome here, everyone. All right. But thank you again for your support. The book has been a monster success. I, I said I was going to change the title from The Gift of Failure if it failed, because it'd be embarrassing if it failed. Imagine writing a book called The Gift of Failure and it failed. Thankfully, we don't have to change the title. It's been blowing up everywhere. I think we were the number 10 audio book on, uh, on ABC's, Katzler, you know that. So thank you so much. The audio book is killer. Uh, I just read it kind of off the cuff, director's cut thing. The audio book, the audio book is so bananas because I just read my own thing. It's people are coming to me like, this is the craziest stories are in the audio book. Some of them aren't even in the actual hardcover. So, hey, let me get to this. I got a lot of content to get to today. Number one, very important story, serious time right now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we need your help. Uh, I, I am an investor in Rumble. You know that I'm not a manager there. However, uh, the company is under attack uh, again. The company is under attack all the time because we're a free expression platform and we don't censor political speech. Uh, and we also believe in due process. Uh, we don't believe in attacking creators on the platform who have not been convicted, in some cases, even uh, even charged with anything. We don't do that. Uh, I am not. I, listen, by the way, I, I don't know any of these people that they're attacking. All I know is that every neutral platform out there is going to have a creator on there involved at some point in some controversy. If your policy as a company is to convict people, demonetize and ruin them before they're even entitled to due process, then you're correct. Don't come to Rumble because that's not what we do. So here's the Daily Mail. And by the way, I could say more about this, where this is coming from, but I'm going to hold it for a little bit because I'm applying the Bongino rule to myself. I know exactly what's going on here. Some of you probably do too. Ex-Fox News presenter Dan Bongino, who's one of the biggest financial backers of Rumble, tells viewers to follow Russell Brand 
on a video sharing platform as it continues to monetize the comics content. Um, I didn't tell anyone to follow anyone. I said Russell Brand's on Rumble after YouTube demonetized, which is a fact. Of course, the Daily Mail and Dan Sales, which obviously just hates my guts. You have to, I need you to understand right now, this is not some conspiracy theory. It is absolutely real. There is a coordinated big tech media empire government effort to make Rumble go away. It is the first video platform and the only one that has not succumbed. The only one. Let me say that again to those of you out there believing in other people. The only one with our kind of foot. Well, I take it back. It's not the only. There are other, there are, but they're smaller in their presence out there. I don't want to knock other platforms. I don't do that. But we are the only large one right now that has not succumbed to pressure to attack people based on political beliefs. Government, big tech, media people absolutely hate us and hate me. There's a reason my my bio on my avatar on social media sites says public enemy number one. It's because it's true. They absolutely hate our guts. And it's disgusting. And they hate our guts because we do not toe the liberal line and we don't say stupid things like what I heard from this guy. What show is this from, Guy? Is this Rogan? No, the uh, Louis C.K. Oh, it's a Rogan, Joe Rogan podcast. Louis C.K., failed comedian. He was on the show and said one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. Now, he's free to say it on Rumble because, again, we don't censor based on political beliefs, even stupid ones. But this happened the other day. Louis C.K., and this sums up liberalism better than I've ever seen in my life. This is a guy who's made millions of dollars. He blew it later on, but he's made millions of dollars, okay? He's out there on the Rogan show. And he's talking about what he'd like to see open borders and everybody coming in because they're somehow entitled to it. But I want you to keep in mind, this is the whole liberal thing. These failed countries are sending people here, so we should take them in because we owe failed countries. Instead of fixing the failed countries, they want to come here to the successful country and they want us to import the failure model here too. Here, listen to this. We'll talk about it on the other side. But my feeling is they should open it, the border. And just let them pour in, let everybody pour in. And and then the answer, which is, well, then there will be all these problems. Yes, there should be. It shouldn't be so great here, is what I'm saying, in America. It shouldn't be. It's a weird thing to sequester a certain group of people and try to keep upping their lifespan and their lifestyle. And just keep trying to increase that for this group of people. And then everyone's, and then this pressure of people trying to come in so they can enjoy it. Uh, and then it gets worse and worse down here. I mean, I'm not Canada. The, the, it's really just from down here. Uh, there's something wrong with that. That's not a system that's working. And it forces people to do cruel things to other people. There's a lot of people that die so Americans can be safe. Mm. They're just dying, you know, weddings that are drone bombed in Yemen because a guy said something that might have resulted in American insecurity not even like definite american deaths but like just so we can breathe a little easier folks die and folks do labor in unsafe places so that we can keep the prices where we like them there's so much about american life that other people pay for that's part of it but also it's not good for us either it's not a good way to live in a gated community you know if if you let folks pour in like any other wave it'll kind of slosh and then you'll just things will be different I, I don't know, like, there. what'll really happen? A bunch of people, like, will they just come with knives and start kill, killing everybody? I don't think so. 
As you can tell in the chat, I, I, as the feedback, my ears heard. What a crock of shit. Um, I don't even know where to start with this. This so sums up the modern liberal. There's so much here. I'm going to hit a few key points and then move on because I could spend all day on this clip alone because this is the modern liberal. A wealthy, pampered, uh, select few, elite, foie gras eating liberal who pretends to be one of you telling you what you need to do without doing any of it himself. Now, this guy could volunteer to donate his house and other things to these people in parts of the third world and underserved economic countries with terrible governance. He could give them their house, but this dipshit won't do any of that. All he'll do is talk about it. All he'll do is talk about it. This is the talk without action approach. The same as Geraldo, when I used to argue with him on Fox about immigration. He wants open borders. Geraldo's a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. Geraldo could give away his house and property to others, but he wants you to do it, not him. This is the modern lib. And did you catch the line? What do you think, Chatsters, what do you think was the most offensive line in the whole thing? This asshole where he says, oh my gosh, people died so that Americans can live in gated communities. Oh, that's interesting. You know, my uncle died. My uncle died, shot in the back in Thu Duc, Vietnam. Why? Because uh, the Vietnamese were taking over the United States. Not suggesting to you we should debate the merits or non of the Vietnam War right now. It's too short of a show for that. I'm simply suggesting to you, why did my uncle Greg Ambrose die? Why was he shot in the back in 1968 when he was about to come home and ruin my entire family? Why? Why do you think Greg Ambrose was shot in the back in Vietnam? You think he was shot in the back in Vietnam because where we lived in Glendale, New York, where Greg lived, was under invasion from the Vietnamese? That's right, asshole Louis C.K., you jerkwad. Yeah, my uncle died and was shot in the back and was killed. Never took another breath of oxygen for other people's freedom. People who didn't give a damn about us. What about my grandfather? God rest his soul. Frank Bongino, who fought in the Battle of the Bulge overseas. Came back and was never quite the same when he came back. What do you think he fought for? What do you think he fought for? Why do you, why do you think he died over there? Uh, excuse me. He, why do you think he fought over there? My uncle died over there in Vietnam. Why do you think that happened? You have any idea how many people in the chat have lost loved ones in Afghanistan, Iraq, world wars, Vietnam, Korea? You have any idea, you piece of shit? Of course you don't. You don't have the first idea. People died. You know why people are dying overseas mining rare earth minerals? Because your oatmeal god, Joe Biden, wants to push for electric vehicles over oil we have here we could process cleanly so that your oatmeal god can push a far left agenda. So a bunch of kids in the Congo are getting buried alive in mines, mining rare earth minerals, you piece of shit. You didn't know that? You want to create obligations on others without any obligations on yourself. Oh, we should all let them pour in. We should. We should let them pour into your neighborhood only. Yours. We'll see how you like that. Maybe you should talk to the residents of Chicago, by the way, because this is the kind of moron. Sorry about the saltiness, folks. In the beginning of the show, I just can't stand pieces of shit like this. I told you, modern liberal is the most destructive, rotting cancer on this country. They knew a long time ago, these socialists, that the easy way to destroy this place was from the inside out. And it's morons like this who are doing it. Maybe you should talk to the residents of Chicago. 
who've experienced the international love you want. I got an idea, Lewis. Maybe go push for democracy overseas because a constitutional republic here is what led to the prosperity that attracts these people like a magnet. But you don't want to do that. You want everyone else. You want us to be dumbed down economically like the rest of the world rather than the rest of the world raised up so they can take care of their own people. You don't do shit. What do you do? You'd probably be down in Venezuela with your lips on Hugo Chavez's ass if you could. You ain't done a damn thing for freedom or liberty that led to the prosperity you want to give to everyone else, but not yourself. You don't want to give it yourself. Maybe talk to Chicago residents who've had thousands of illegal migrants pouring into their city they can't support, they don't have the school system for, the public benefit system's already busted. Because they're kind of pissed off, Lewis. Maybe you should talk to them instead of opening your fat mouth, you dumbass. Key, cue that up for me. You think it is? By the way, I'm not suggesting to you it's bad enough yet. These Democrats are still voting. We just lost another election in New Hampshire. You, in case you're getting cocky out there. So all these people speaking up, you're still going to vote Democrat? I guess so. Here, Lewis, why don't you talk to these people? Here's some Chicago residents saying, hey, man, we've had enough of this. Can you stop this stuff? Take a look. I wanted to know if there is a capacity limit and what is what is that limit if there is one and what is why can't we close the borders of Chicago or the state of Illinois in the first place? Why can't we close the borders? I don't know if there's a limit. I do know that when you are seeking asylum, you are granted protections from the U.S. to not return. So that is the process that folks are going through when they come here and they get their interview and then the Texas governor sends them to Illinois and specifically Chicago. So they get to come, once they do an interview in Texas, they get to come regardless. Texas says, you're an asylum seeker, you're being persecuted, so yeah, you can leave your country and come here and go wherever not, you want. Not Texas. This, the federal government is the one that does the process around asylum seeking. It is Texas who is making the decision to send them to Chicago. And that, that's what I wanted to know. Can we say, no, we won't take anymore? It has to come from the federal government. Yeah, by the way, Guy just told me that according to the internet, Louis C.K. is worth tens of millions. Is that accurate or not? I don't know. The internet says, uh, I can tell you their figure on me is pretty dumb, even though he could look it up publicly. But I'm pretty confident he's worth a good chunk of change. Maybe he's talked to those people. And I love the guy at the end who's finally forced to admit, yeah, it's the federal government that controls the border and they're not doing it. That's fascinating how he finally admits that. Chicago, you ready to vote different? The answer is probably not. Probably not. Again, we just I, I lost an election last night. Special election. Got pretty much crushed. It's not bad enough yet. I warned you. In case anybody's out there going, oh, man, definitely going to change in 2024. It is not going to change. More people will die. More people will be raped. More people will OD on fentanyl. I, it, it crushes me to tell you this. More companies will be censored. More conservatives will be attacked. More debanking will occur. More police state stuff will occur. And you know what's going to happen? Again, someone said to me last night, thanks for giving us the tough medicine. We need to hear it. Here's the good news, because it's not all tough medicine. When it gets bad enough, it'll all stop. The famous Herb Stein had a great quote. It's about economics, but it applies to life, too. And you know what it is? If it can't continue, it won't. And this can't continue. So it won't. When people are ready and people have taken enough abuse, 
then they will vote different. They're not there yet. You will see more of this. Let me take a quick break, and I'm going to show you how none of this is stopping. I want you to understand this is only going to get worse. There is zero evidence this is stopping at all. Folks, you realize that if you have a credit card with a $10,000 balance, you only pay the minimum every month without putting any additional charges on the card, it'll take you eight and a half years to pay it off. That's right, eight and a half years. That doesn't even include the extra fees from compounding interest. Don't let that happen. Instead, call my friends at American Financing. Learn how your home equity can help pay the balance off faster, potentially saving you $700 a month, maybe more. Is it, uh, it, it really is possible to get these kinds of savings while also getting out of debt faster. It can even happen as little as 10 days when you call American Financing. So why put this important call off? Pick up the phone right now and see what they can do for you. There's no upfront or hidden fees. Good company. You start soon, you could delay two payments. Even if your credit isn't perfect, you need to call. They have a credit care team that may be able to help you and the service is free. Call today. Here's the number, 888-994-7660. That's 888-994-7660. Or visit AmericanFinancing.net, AmericanFinancing.net, not .com, .net, AmericanFinancing.net, NMLS 182334, NMLSConsumeraccess.org. All right, I'm telling you, it's like four cups of coffee, you know, nuclear Dan today, because it's not bad enough. It's not bad enough. They are doubling down. The President of the United States is currently involved with Alejandro Mayorkas, our absolutely dreadful DHS secretary in name only, right? They are involved in the biggest human trafficking scheme in human history. Man, that's a bold term, Dan. It is not a bold term. It's a true term. It takes no boldness whatsoever for me to show you what's happening right in front of your face. It's not bad enough yet. Chicago needs to get Two, three hundred thousand more illegals and another million in New York. And maybe people will change their minds. I don't wish this on you. I wish it would change. However, if you're going to vote for this, they're going to continue to vote for it. And these people are going to win elections sending you illegal immigrants. Then they're going to win another election and send you more illegal immigrants. That's just the news here. Here's a Fox News report. How they're now doing again, street releases. That has a name. You know what it is, Joe? It's called human trafficking. It's called a lot. That's what that's called. But they call it street releases. Yeah, look yourself. Don't believe me. Take a look at this video out of San Diego yesterday afternoon. What you're looking at is three unmarked white Border Patrol buses. They pull up and they start releasing several hundred illegal immigrants to city streets and sidewalks in San Diego across from a transit terminal. Uh, People were on this bus from as far away as China and Pakistan. And keep in mind, these buses are not from Texas. They're not Greg Abbott's buses. These are the Biden administration's buses. This is Border Patrol mass releasing people. You can see handfuls of them are standing around not knowing where they are, what to do, where to go next. And there was a remarkable exchange between one migrant and a Border Patrol agent as he asked the agent, hey, am I okay to travel to Chicago? And the agent says, yep, you're good to go. Take a listen. And these mass releases also taking place in Border Patrol's Tucson, Arizona sector. We shot this video in Sierra Vista, Arizona, yesterday afternoon. A Guatemalan family dropped off by Border Patrol in a Dollar Tree parking lot, just a random store parking lot. They didn't know where they were. They didn't know what to do. And the local sheriff out there says these mass street releases aren't fair to the community. They're not fair to the migrants. Well, apparently in some communities, it's not not fair enough. 
I mean, is anything I'm saying delusional? The people are still, there's only, I saw a recent poll, 38% of New Yorkers, that's it, 38%, New York City residents, support a border wall. Uh, I guess it's not fair enough. I want to state unequivocally, I don't wish evil upon anyone. I don't want to own the libs, although owning the libs is great, but I want to own the libs by destroying the country because that's owning yourself. Oh, let's let everybody in because that's not the way this works. I'm just telling you, until people vote different, this will never stop. The beatings will continue until morale improves. Here, did you see this video? Train of illegal migrants coming to the United States. Train. We got people on trains now. Check this out. Yeah, just a couple of folks, Joe, two or three. Joe's like, that don't look like two or three. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, it's what you wanted. Two or three. Hundred, right? Thousand by the time they're done. Right. There you go. Come on in, wave. Everybody give a wave. Did you wave, Joe? Did you give him a little wave? Hey, guys, welcome to yeah, America. Yeah. There you go. Good nice to see you. Yeah, I, no, 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 that's not right. He's lying, Joe. He's a propagandist. He says they all look like single young males. They're not. It's young families and kids and stuff. They're not, that's what they told us. It's family. Keep an eye on him. Yeah. Keep an eye, keep an eye on him. Definitely. He can, get rid of this. <laughs> Folks, the beatings will continue until morale improves. I, I mean, I told you. I told you. Yeah, now we'll do that Shapiro video. I screwed Geet up uh, totally because last night I got such a great team. All you guys are great. Joe, Gee, Jim, Mike, I know you guys are listening. So last night, I got in a little late last night and I was really tired. I did a bunch of events and boo-hoo, whatever. It's not a sob story. I love my job. Forget that part. But I did, I really legitimately didn't have the time last night to put together the show like I wanted to. So everything was kind of a little jumbled this morning. And it's funny, they did the whole show and I got up early and then just re- 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 removed everything around. <laughs> That's why these poor guys, man. I'm like, ah, let me move it around anyway. So showing you again, they're not going to stop. I should have put this in the title today about the cheating. They're going to cheat again in the next election. At least they're going to try. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the most devastating things, you know, put up that NBC News thing. I'm glad you have that. This is Media Matters, a left-wing organization, by the way. This is from 2013 when the whole Obamacare thing was passing. Listen to me about cheating and voting. I want you to remember one of the easiest ways to destroy voter integrity happened in 1993 with what they call the National Voter Registration Act. If you don't know about it, you should. You remember Motor Voter? It was the same thing. It required that programs that offer public assistance, Medicaid, all this other stuff, that they offer you the ability to voter register when you're getting these benefits. There was a big controversy about Obamacare. Was Obamacare going to fall into one of those public benefits where you could register new voters? Now, registering voters, you registering should be an easy process. We don't want to complicate the voter registration process for people. We just want it to have integrity. You are who you say you are. We don't want to make it difficult. However, in the effort of Democrats to expand the pool of voters they wanted. They've always pushed to have an intersection with public benefits. Why? Anyone know why? Joe, you want to take a stab at it? Because Democrats like to give people other people's tax money and they thought, well, if we can register them to vote at the same time, it's kind of a stereotypical uh, way to think about it, but it works for Democrats because they want to fish in a bigger pond. Now, why does that matter? Why am I talking about a 1993 Motor Voter Act where the Democrats want to register everybody all the time while simultaneously giving out government handouts and benefits. Because folks, when you combine that with mass mail-out balloting, they call mail-in, but it's really mail-out. 
I, I call it mail-in balloting because that's what everyone else called, but it's really mail-out ballot because they mail you out a ballot and then nobody knows what happens to it. If you combine motor voter and mass mail-out balloting when they register just about everyone, then ladies and gentlemen, there's going to be a lot of ballots out there and you have no idea who's returning. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. The Pennsylvania governor, who is a dreadful human being, what he did on school choice was humiliating and embarrassing, screwed over a bunch of minority families. Governor Shapiro from Pennsylvania, a radical leftist Democrat who poses as a moderate, he's got a new, uh, he's got a new thing he wants to do. This is so crazy. He wants to register new voters the exact same way in Pennsylvania in a swing state right before the next election so they can mail out everybody a ballot. So weird. I'm sure this is all on the up and up here. Take a look. Pennsylvania, it is National Voter Registration Day. And today, I am proud to announce that for the first time ever, Pennsylvania is an automatic voter registration state. That's right. From now on, when you get or renew your driver's license or an ID card at the DMV, you'll be registered to vote. <laughs> that's so much. Joe, that's so great. Go in to register, get an ID. Everybody automatically is registered to vote. So cool. So cool. Yeah, of course. No, Guy's correct. If you disagree with Governor Shapiro, you are definitely, no, you're not even, you're a white supremacist. They just go right to white supremacists now. Domestic terrorist, domestic extremist, 100%. You see what they're doing, folks? Mail-in balloting, COVID hysteria, motor voter stuff, register as many people as you can. Ship out, mail out as many ballots as you can. I don't know what happens after they go out. Oh my gosh, I don't see nothing. You see how they're going to do it again in the swing state of Pennsylvania? Did you catch that? You think they're going to stop? They're going to double down. They're going to double down. All right, I got an important segment coming up next. Listen, I don't want you to fall into this trap about Everything you hear out there is some kind of conspiracy theory because it's not. One of these things is really serious. Uh, and I don't want to get caught in this again. You know what the Nipah virus is? If you don't, stay tuned. I wanted to do this yesterday so bad, but I ran out of time. This is an important story. And uh, but just trust me, don't go anywhere. Let's uh, let me get this. Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies to trade instead of the U.S. dollar during a recent meeting. This is just the first shoe to drop. As demand for the dollar weakens, so does the buying power of the dollar. That's why Birch Gold Group, where I'm a customer, is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. I buy gold from Birch Gold. You can too. Text DAN to 989898 for your free information kit on gold. With thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews, you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Text DAN to 989898 to claim your free information kit now. Performance may vary. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Message and data rates apply. Thanks, Birch Gold. We appreciate it. Folks, also today, BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Uh, this is my all-time favorite nutrition product out there. It's called Field of Greens. Folks, listen, we all know it. You know it. I know it. The key to good health and longevity is staying disease-free, but obviously a healthy diet supported by a variety of fruits and vegetables, fresh, wholesome fruits and vegetables. Now, here's the thing. 
it's really hard to eat a lot of fruits and vegetables every day. They're perishable. You got to cook them, some of them. It gets tough. This is my fruit and vegetable insurance, Field of Greens. This is Wild Berry. It's delicious. Check it out here. I'll get up the top for you. Smells amazing. There's a scooper in there. I take two scoops of this a day. I swear by it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a blend of specifically selected by their own doctor, by the way, at uh, Brickhouse Nutrition, of specifically selected fruits and vegetables, which can help your organs. Flu season's here. And listen, I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast. I think you'll feel better with more energy like I do. Skin, hair, and nails. Mine look better too. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. I take it twice a day. Guy loves the lemon lime. Let's get you started today with 15% off your first order. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Use promo code Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Promo code Dan. Thanks, BrickHouse Nutrition. We appreciate it. Now, ladies and gentlemen, there's a, this is the problem when public health people screw us over all the time. When people like Fauci, Rochelle Walensky, uh, all of these Francis Collins, when these people out there in the public health infrastructure lie and attack all the time, Hotez and others attacking people, not necessarily public health, but these, these doctors, these prominent people out there start attacking people for asking the truth about COVID. Nobody trusts them on anything anymore. And I've warned you in the past, I'm not, listen, folks, there's no, panic. I've said a thousand times, panic is for idiots. Panic kills. I'm just putting out information for you to process in a reasonable, rational way. There's no reason to freak out over this. We've seen this thing before. However, one of these days, we are going to have a virus that's really serious. And that probably has a fatality rate much higher than COVID. And you know what's going to happen? Sadly, tragically, nobody's going to trust a damn thing the WHO, China, the United States, Fauci, or anyone like them says because they've already burned every bit of their credibility on masks, vaccines, and everything they did with COVID. However, there has been, Keith, throw up the Wall Street Journal. There has been an outbreak of the Nipah virus in India. Again, nothing to freak out about. Panic kills and panics for idiots. It's not going to help you do anything. It's just information. But it's real. India on alert to contain an outbreak of the deadly Nipah virus. Now, I saw this story, and I don't know if it was Guy or someone else. I was like, Dan, remember you had Dr. Stephen Quay, who's been one of the truth tellers about COVID? Remember you had him on your old Fox show on Unfiltered? about exactly the Nipah virus and how they may have found remnants of the Nipah virus in some of these bio labs that are operating on stuff like bio labs, like that, that launched the COVID stuff and all that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like that stuff. So I figured I'd just replay this because information and truth matters. I'm sure by the way, we'll be censored immediately by everyone, but rumble for telling you the truth about Nipah and where they found it, but that's okay because I believe in the truth. and I don't really give a shit what they say anyway. I want to play this. This is a two-part. This is like a minute and then another like 30 seconds. But it's worth your time. Listen to every word this guy says. Information is power. Check this out. It ranges between 15 and 80% lethal. So what we did was um, when patients were sampled in December at a hospital in Wuhan, samples sent to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, uh, they're put on a, a special sequencing machine. That's American technology, actually, uh, that made that sequencing machine. It generates copies of everything in the sample, but it's so sensitive, it generates copies of everything in the laboratory. So we actually found 20 different things that shouldn't have been in the patient. Uh, we found honeysuckle genes, okay, the plant. Um, and so what I did was I looked at research publications from the Wuhan Institute of Virology over the last two years. I was able to identify 19, uh, 18 out of 20 
samples associated with with prior publications. The two I couldn't was a a, a deadly influenza virus and the Nipah virus. Um, and we found it. We found about a third of the virus in a vector, as it's called, which is a tool that scientists use in the laboratory to make large copies of something as if they're going to make a vaccine or or, or to make something else. Um, and this is pretty unmistakable. I mean, this is a smoking gun for the Nipah virus. This is what you'd this is what you'd expect to see have seen, say, two years ago for SARS-CoV-2. Oh, oh, that's uh, that's interesting. They found this uh, genetic footprint for the Nipah virus in these places. And let me quote him like they were making something so, so weird. So weird. Again, a reason to panic. No, that's what they want. They love when people panic. Next thing you know, there'll be a panic. They'll be like, take this Nipah vaccine. Put a mask on. That's coming next. However, we're rational, reasonable people. And the Nipah virus is very real and very deadly. That's not a conspiracy theory. It's definitely not COVID. But kind of strange, right? Here, it's just a couple more, uh, maybe 30 seconds left in this. But this is the second part of this. So now we've established that they found some, some genetic footprint for this in some of these labs. By the way, this guy's not some crazed lunatic, okay? He's a well-respected medical professional. He's not making any of this up, okay? Kind of something you may want to keep your little ding, 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 your antenna up on. Here, listen to part two. Check this out. So, doctor, this... I mean, obviously, it must concern you that this lab has a history of safety violations, especially given the now we, we're relatively sure that the coronavirus COVID-19 leaked from there, that they're working on a virus with an 80. And I want to be clear, 80 up to 80 percent, not eight, 80 percent lethality rate. So were they possibly working on making this virus more powerful? And, uh, you know, is this the kind of lab that has the security profile to even handle something like this, even if they were working on gain of function? Yeah. So so let's be clear. There are labs all over the world working on these kinds of viruses at these late levels of lethality. Um, there's kind of three levels of laboratory, what's called BLSA-2, which is sort of a dental office, uh, BLSA-3, which is a little upgrade, and then BLSA-4, which is the, the spade suits with the, with the oxygen in the ceiling. So NEPA is supposed to be worked on on BLSA-4. We found it in a building in Wuhan. Oh, interesting. You found it in some building in Wuhan. And it's supposed to be worked on in a higher level security thing, the Nipah virus. And don't worry, folks, it only whacks like 40 to 80 percent of people infects. No big deal. No problem at all. No big deal. Again, everything you've heard here, you heard here first. We were one of the first people to warn against unnecessary COVID hysteria. Do you remember the shows, Joe? I don't, I don't know if he was here back then. I'm not sure. He's been here so long. But uh Joe, do you remember the shows when, when COVID first broke? Everybody's like, we're going to kill everyone. It's like outbreak. Oh, yeah. I'm waiting yeah. for Dustin Hoffman and that monkey. Yeah. And we were like, folks, until you know the or not, or not, how infectious this is and the fatality rate, panic is not going to do anything. We told everyone, let's wait for the data. Go back and listen. The shows are still there on Rumble, on SoundCloud, on Apple. Oh. You can listen to yourself. Yeah. Panic does nothing. However, with the COVID virus was new, Nipah isn't. Everybody already knows it's fatal in a half, if not more, of people it infects. This isn't a mystery. It's not a fake thing. It's very real. But again, the problem, as I told you before, is our public health jerkwads who have lied to us and big tech media people censoring us. So now nobody believes everything. So do I think it's going to happen? A mass epidemic of NEPA? I do not. If it did happen, however, I can almost guarantee you that nobody would believe a damn thing the government said. They could invent, guys. 
the greatest vaccine in the world against Nipah, say it was 20% fatal, give it a low balling. And I can guarantee you, because they've lied to so many people and shredded their credibility from the top down, public health, that there'd be a large chunk of people like, I'll take my chances. Absolutely guaranteed. Because you screwed yourself. You played yourself, as they used to say in New York, back in the 80s and early 90s. You played yourself. And it's a damn shame. Because NEPA is very real. And you know why nobody trusts you? Because of stories like this at the New York Post. Oh, look, now they admitted. Joe, this is crazy, buddy. September 18, 2023, which sounds like two days ago. COVID severity much lower now. But these three symptoms, are, I, I, I thought we were doing masks and everybody's got to get a triple, quadruple booster. How many boosters are they up to now, Gee, 72? It's like Haley's Comet. You get one every year until Haley comes back. I, I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you make sure you get that. But now they're finally admitting, oh, yeah, it's so, so, so weird. It's so crazy, man, how all that happens. Oh, look at this one, NBC News. NBC, left-wing NBC, where Kristen Welker works and still convinced Democrats support limits on abortion, despite no evidence that that's actually true. Doctors say they're finding it increasingly difficult to distinguish COVID from allergies or the common cold. Even as hospitalizations tick up, this weird, man. Dude, I can't. I can't do this show. I can't. I think I'm punchy from last night. So much energy last <laughs> night. I love being around people. So again, we shut down the entire world. I mean that not in the figurative sense. We actually shut the world down, right? We shut the. We get kids lost almost two years of education. A bunch of people were given a vaccine they probably didn't need, and a limited number, but a significant number, had complications from it. We all were told to wear useless face diapers that found their way into littered and polluted oceans. All for what? A, quote, virus that is increasingly difficult to distinguish from allergies or the common cold. I can't. I can't do it. Now, do you see why? You see the bind we're all in? People talking heads like us that have large followings. Something like NEPA happens. Nobody's going to trust even us. I'm dead serious. People are going to be like, ah, that's just a hysteria campaign. I don't do hysteria campaigns. I never did. I do honesty campaigns. That's why I have experts that know about the virus, like Dr. Quay on, on my show years ago. And I don't talk about what I don't know. But I'm telling you, nobody's going to trust these people. Because, again, you played yourself. Disgusting. Hey, are we doing questions tomorrow, by the way? Yeah, let's do some questions tomorrow. We'll do like five minutes of questions. Oh, tomorrow's Thursday? Oh, Friday. We'll do five. My gosh, man, this book thing. Oh, by the way, <laughs> just a quick programming note. I will be on Newsmax tonight. My first time in a long time uh, back on TV about my book uh, and some other stuff, kind of news of the day stuff, too. I'll be on with Eric Bowling. He is the 8 p.m. Eastern show on Newsmax. He's a friend. So I don't do a lot of TV anymore for obvious reasons. Got a lot of stuff going on. So, uh, but I'll be on tonight. So uh, don't miss that. Let me take a note so I don't forget that. And I met a couple people in the chat last night. Mar Gee, I met Marth Vader. So you you met you should you guys should just connect. Gee's like telling me about a Shoki or something. This new show. I'm like, he like loves his Star Wars. He's like, dude, a Shoki was good. I'm like, I don't know who that is. I know Shoki. I don't know what this is. He loves so Marth Vader. Gee, you guys should like uh, connect online. Maybe she gets the first question on Friday. Marth, 
submit a good question. So it was good to see you last night at the book signing. And it was also a guy, I think it was Rick1999 too, but it was like a note from his mom. He couldn't make it or something. Who else? Rob CIS87, hat tip. You chatsters are the best. Lobster fishermen? We got so many good people in here. You all are the best. Rob, lobster fishermen work for a living, like energy field workers as well. You know, dirt under the fingernails, they actually do stuff. Truckers, people who go out and fish for lobsters so you can like eat and stuff like that. You know, they actually work for a living. So do coal workers, energy workers, frackers. They work for a living. You know, well, what do they call them? Wildcatters, Joe? Some of them, I forget what they're called when they did on the fracking fields out there. A lot of the oil workers out there. They work for a living. They bust their ass. Yeah. But as I told you in the beginning of the show, a lot of these people, not I mean, I think the uh, the union and working class vote, they're not always the same thing, but many times they are. The union and working class vote, I think, is going increasingly Republican because they realize another, uh, let's call it semester of Biden, because this election is not going to be an election at all if we continue with this motor voter and all this other crap. Uh, some of them, sadly, are going to continue to vote Biden. And it's the people who have dirt underneath the fingernails who are going to get screwed to the max. It's going to be Bohica. Bend down. Bohica, baby. Oh, no, it isn't Dan. Joe Biden loves the working class. He does. Huh? Maybe you missed this article in the newsletter uh, today. Daily Caller. Biden plans to target America's industrial backbone with a new climate crackdown. So for those of you out there in the chat, the lobster folks, the people who work in the car business, who produce cars, who sell cars, steel mills and everyone else. You know, Biden's getting ready to give you the double barrel disaroo, the disaroo, the disarooski. That's what he's about to do. The double, the double. Biden in a potential second term, they note, with target industries he views as heavily polluting, including steel mills, cement plants. You work in any of these? You might want to start looking for a new job. Factories and oil refineries, according to the New York Times. The New York Times, oh, it's a conspiracy? Really? By the New York Times? Now, it's a Daily Caller article, but the New York Times reported this. The new green initiatives could threaten his chances at the upcoming election. As steel and cement manufacturers in swing states who are often unionized could turn on him after hearing about his climate plans for their industry. Uh, I'm not sure that's going to happen. You know why? Although the workers are increasingly moving towards the Republican Party and conservatism because we love America and love you, the union bosses aren't. The union bosses, don't. a lot of them don't give a damn. A lot of these union bosses actually pushed for this Green New Deal crap, knowing their own people would get the double barrel, the double barrel of Ruski. No, 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 it happened. No, it happened. It absolutely happened. A lot of these heads and these union bosses, you understand, push for this electric vehicle push, knowing the vehicles are totally not profitable and that they require less workers to put together. You understand that, correct? A lot of you union bosses did that. That's why a lot of union workers vote Republican. Yeah. Admit it. There. He met a guy who works at Florida Power and Light. Asked him if he was conservative. He said, of course, I work in energy. But they're not the union bosses. Here, I, you have that video, the UAW guy? Here's Sean Fain. These guys are totally out of touch. The bosses. The workers, I think, get it. I, I have no fault with people who show up and go to work every day fighting for a higher wage. None. And you're never going to convince me otherwise. You got to be realistic. Can't put the company out of business. But these union bosses are screwing these guys over and lying to them. These are the same people I need you to understand. I'm always going to tell you the truth. 
If you are a unionized car worker, your union bosses are absolutely murdering you right now in your job. They're killing you. They're pushing for electric cars that are going to put you out of work that nobody makes money on. But here he is, like, talking on TV, like, yeah, man, this is all great. Like, we're going to take a hard stand on it. Against what? Uh, but you're going to go bankrupt. Here, take a listen. We turn now to United Auto Workers President Sean Fain. Uh, good morning to you, sir. Uh, you have said that you had reasonably productive conversations with Ford yesterday. Does that mean they're going to put a more generous offer on the table? Uh, good morning. Thanks for having us. And, uh, you know, that's up to them. Uh, that's, you know, the reason we're in this situation right now is because all three of the big three companies chose to wait. They chose not to negotiate for the eight weeks we had. We started this back in July and we told them then, don't wait till the last minute or you're going to find yourself in a bad position. And unfortunately, they chose to wait till the last week to get down and start talking to get serious about this. And that's where we are now. And uh, if we don't get better offers and we don't get down and take care of the members' needs, then uh, we're going to amp this thing up even more. Listen, I'm, I'm going to hey, end Mom, the show. Gonna... <laughs> Dude, we haven't played that in forever. Good call, Joe. Very good call. I missed that. Uh Gee, I got to end with the Ray Epps stuff. So don't go anywhere. I didn't forget the Ray Epps thing. Don't worry, folks. I got Julie Kelly coming on my radio show later about that. She knows about that story. So I'm going to get to that. I promise you. I just want to, I, I can't emphasize to you again in strong enough terms how out of touch this guy is. To the union employees out there who work for a living and leave your work boots outside the house, we love you on this show. I say we because I know I speak for all these guys. Joe is a dirt under the fingernails guy, fixes his own car. Yeah. He's an up rough and tumble kid. I, I might, I've come from a working class family. I was a street cop. My dad was a plumber. My brother's an electrician. Again, my mom worked in a supermarket. My other brother was an agent too. And then a, an, EMA, an EMT for the fire department. None of us are silver spoon kids. We are with you hundred percent. You have every right to fight for your work, value added work. I'm just telling you the truth. That guy does not know what he's talking about. Because those people are the same ones that refuse to tell you that oatmeal brains in the White House and his EV push are going to put all of you out of work. The truth hurts, but I'm not going to bullshit you like that guy. If that guy would have fought back against his EV push, Biden would have stopped because he would he'll lose Michigan because of the power of the auto workers union in these swing states. He doesn't want to do it, so he kisses Biden's ass for access. Notice how I can call out anyone on any side if you say something I think doesn't align with our values. Already happened this week, but they can't because they're no, no balls castrated a long time ago. They are lying to you. You are welcome here. We love you here. You work for a living. You're part of this show. That guy isn't. He is lying to you, and you need to hear the truth. Finally, you guys remember Ray Epps, the guy on video? Uh, January 6th and the day before, telling people about going to the Capitol. Everybody found the case quite perplexing how Ray Epps seemed to have avoid charges by the Department of Justice. Then it got so weird that, yeah, you remember this? We were all we were all accused of being me, Tucker, and everyone else. Conspiracy theorists for asking a simple question. The simple question was, hey, you guys just said January 6th was like Pearl Harbor, right? The worst thing ever. It was like the Civil War. So we're just curious. This guy's on tape talking about going into the Capitol. Why hadn't he been charged? And we were called conspiracy theorists that we were suggesting this guy was this guy was like Skeletor or something. I suggested no such thing. We asked a simple question. 
60 Minutes. He did a whole interview on 60 Minutes and how people were asking quite Well, we want to know because if January 6th really was the new Pearl Harbor, then I want to know about it because that seems like kind of a big deal, right? Oh, look at this. Ray Epps was charged yesterday. So strange. I thought that was a conspiracy theory. Now, these charges aren't serious. It's going to be a throwaway charge. And I'll have Julia Kelly on later because I don't like to get out ahead of stories. It's kind of a semi-Bongino rule on this one. The charges are there, so we can talk about it. But again, I thought that was a conspiracy theory. I, I thought, I thought, uh, Joe, we were, when we, t- here's NB, oh, oh, thank you. Here, here it is. Here it is. Huh? Ray Epps, subject of Tucker Carlson's January 6th conspiracy theories, <laughs> charged by DOJ. And what is the most NBC News of NBC News titles ever? What was the conspiracy theory? That there were open questions about Ray Epps' role, which now the DOJ, I think, is semi kind of trying to address to look like they're doing something. This is the crazy. We live in the dumbest of times ever. I didn't even know how. I had to explain this. I wrote, this perfectly sums up the whiplash media. How when January 6th happened, everybody, including grandma, needed to go to jail. Okay? Step one. Guy, what was step two? Step two was conservatives saying, hey, listen, I mean, processing grandma for illegally entering the Capitol for like 700 years in sedition sounds a little weird, especially given that this other guy who's on tape talking about going to the Capitol, seems to get off. That sounds kind of strange. The media then, the whiplash media does what? Because we ask questions about Epps, has to turn around and make Epps a superhero. Ray Epps, Ray Epps, He-Man, He-Man, I have the power. That was now Ray Epps, (laughs) only because conservatives ask questions. And then when I guess the DOJ has questions, or questions, if you know what I mean, about Ray Epps, all of a sudden, we're... Now, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, he was the subject of a conspiracy theory. And it's, what are you talking about? Can you people get your freaking story straight? My gosh, these people are such tool bags. It's getting impossible to follow along. I'll have more on this with Julie Kelly. It's never without an agenda. How about just covering it honestly from the start and saying, hey, what ha- some of this stuff that happened on January 6th was no good. This guy's on video saying some stuff we have questions about. Why has he been charged? These conservative guys aren't crazy. These are legitimate. Uh, He said it right. They can't. That's not their agenda. We have to be crazy people. So whoever we don't like or have questions about, they're going to defend. It doesn't matter. They defend Satan tomorrow. If Really. They would defend Satan tomorrow if he went on CNN and condemned Fox News, OAN, Newsmax, this show, or Tucker Carlson. (laughs) Dude, what, what happened when we whacked the terrorist? They were like learned thinker. The guy was a terrorist. He was like a scumbag terrorist. They were like learned thinker. Great. Thing. This is who they are. Scumbag a-holes. Yeah, the Iranian guy. Just r- ridiculous losers, really. All right, folks, that was a loaded show. Uh, again, my book's out this week. Came out. It's been a huge bestseller. The audio book is blown. For the first time, I think, in book history, uh, being a little hyperbolic, an audio book, I think, is outselling the hardcover. Because the audiobook is a little different. There's a couple extra stories in there. I just was Jones and Natal. Um, and I, I think I even left some of the mistakes in, not because I they're easy to fix. I just felt like it wanted to sound more like a podcast. So check out the audiobook, pick up the hardcover, The Gift of Failure. Thanks for keeping it on the bestseller list. And my uh, final book signing is going to be in Naples this Saturday at the Barnes and Noble in Naples. Let's see. 
Austere religious scholar. Thank you, Jim. Austere religious scholar. Jim's always, that's what they call them they, when they whack that guy. It is, come on. Uh, 5377 Tamiami Trail, Barnes & Noble, Naples, September 23rd, 5 p.m. I will see you there. Catch you on a little a radio show in just a little bit. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We'd love to see you in a live chat. Love to see you at the book signings. You all are great. Thanks so much for your loyalty. See you all later. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show.